Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Came Day. The Came Day. The Came Day? What? The Came Day. Yeah, we came with all we conquered, baby. Yeah, yeah. There was. I um, didn't. Yeah. I, How'd you I do did. this past weekend, though? How'd you do this past weekend in fantasy? Hey, hey. Three times we uh, got the one seed, three times we're going to the chip. Uh, that's great for you, man. That's great for you. That's great for you. And I had Amari Cooper on my bench in one of those leagues. That's insane. I remember they, yeah, Actually, I remember two of them. That's crazy. So Amari would have just propelled you like crazy. Did you, were they narrow victories or did you win by, by a good margin? Oh, no. I, good margin. Cleared multiple oh, times. Oh, so you didn't even need Amari to give you that, to give you an even bigger cushion. You're, you're good. Yeah. It's, it's really insane though. Like being able to, and, and I want to talk about it because we're in a, I'm, one of these leagues is the $10,000 league. And so we need to dis, you know, discuss a little bit what's going to happen. What should we do? Should I cut a deal? Should I risk it all? You know, similar to the Isaiah likely parlay. Um, but before we jump into that, obviously Christmas was yesterday. We can't ignore that. So uh, talk to me. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good, man. It was good. Uh, ate a lot of sweets, too many sweets. Uh, my body doesn't, do too well when I intake a lot of those. Um, so I'm hurting a little bit, hurting a little bit this morning. Um, I was hurting last night. We were actually supposed to do like a big dinner last night with like steak and shrimp, little surf and turf. But I ate so much during brunch that like I wasn't hungry the rest of the day. And I just kept snacking on Ferrero Rocher's and like just chocolate. Dude, Ferrero's go crazy. Ferrero's, yeah. You bite into it. Now you got, there's liquid inside. Are you out of your mind? Oh my God. It's insane, man. That chocolate goes crazy. That's why I had a bunch of that. So look, Christmas was good, uh, but your body's not feeling too great. That's what I'll say. How about you? How was your, how was your little Christmas break? Even though you're Jewish. Well, I still celebrate it, but it was, it was good. We had, uh, we had family over last night. And so we, we watched the games. Obviously I put in a, yeah, a lot of, of parlays. If you want to bet on any of these, uh, parlays that we're cooking up, make sure we go to the link in our bio right now. Go sign up. I know we're affiliate right now with Better. If you still want to support Jack, who is no longer with us, unfortunately, RIP. Even though this would have been the best day for him to be with us after a Brock Court, uh, Brock Purdy, hey, Ryan's he, performance. He said he wasn't opposed to coming on. I, I don't know. We might have to do it, but like obviously this is a fantasy show, so we're not going to get into that right now. Yeah. Um, but Christmas was great, man. And and before I was at the Dolphins game, uh, Dolphins yeah. Cowboys. So uh, I'm sorry. Hey. You know, shout out to Level 2 Noob, who's in the comments right now. She said, I, I know it's that. a fantasy show. Uh, but, you know, you said double digits. And I hey. said, you know what? We're just going to let the game do the talking. And the game did the talking. Hey, I respect, respect. I, that wasn't all talk either. I put a, a parlay in before the game. I mm. had, like, CD and and everything looked pretty good. And then I had Cowboys minus nine and a half. I truly believed the Cowboys would smoke the Dolphins. And, um... Like if it was a, if it was if this was a Super Bowl we would, but clearly like we're 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 okay we're satisfied with the with the playoff lock already we're not even worried so, uh so yeah, hey the Dolphins it's the first time since the '90s the Dolphins have gone to the playoffs this like early late in the season if that makes sense right so like before sense, yeah, even yeah. getting yeah so like that that was a big one there were a lot of tears shed which it sounds crazy because the Dolphins have nothing to really celebrate but hey it was a good game but we're gonna obviously talk about that in the cafeteria episode the recaps episode which will be coming out tomorrow. So make sure to tune into that if you're just joining us. I see some comments starting to come in. Maybe we can get some more. It'll be a lot easier to see. Um, but Lipe, like I said, I'm in the championship in three of my leagues. Yeah. In one of those leagues, you know, it's there's $10,000 on the line, right? They're, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of so money, man. I'm curious, are you someone that would recommend, all right, split the pot, figure out like a buyout, 
right now so that you win money no matter what or are you risking it all so for example would you want to go into this championship knowing that you can do a 60 40 split a 70 30 split you still get a couple thousand dollars or you like fuck that i'm going for it all you were the number one seed this year you got a fucking squad you got puka what would you do if you were in that scenario well i mean is there a prize for second place the prize well the prize would be to figure out what we would you know the I think the prize would be your money back, and now Coda's uh, barking at everyone. But I think the prize would be to get your money back, and then in that instance, um, that's about it. Which I would take my yeah. money back. But I, I, yeah, Coda, Coda's excited about uh, about your fantasy championship. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, man, I think I'm all about you got to win it all. Like I, I'm not trying to hedge it 50-50. Like fantasy championships are fantasy championship, and that the prize that comes with it, like you earned that you, you know, you, you go all in for that. So, um, I'll just try to take as much as you can. Fuck hedging it. You don't need to do no 70, 30, 50, 50. I think the second place should have a prize. The prize should be, I don't know, like a, a decent, if 10,000, it's the first place and it should be a, a substantial, like a, a good win for second place. But I, I don't think you should negotiate any, any more than that. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, what I want to do is is just risk it all, regardless of it. I would take my buy-in back. Like, I feel good. He has Waddle and Tyreek on the same team. I, I think, like, again, I didn't enter this league to try and just get my money back. I, I entered it to try and win this amount of money, this substantial amount of money. So, I think we're just gonna go ahead and risk it all and, and go from there. Um, I feel good about the team going into it. Um, also, I want to bring up, hey, Bijan finally got some volume. Yeah, I'm pissed. Yeah, fuck this, bro. Fuck that. You know, <laughs> I, I told myself I wasn't going to scoreboard watch this week. So for those that don't know, I lost the week before when Bijan scored negative 0.7 points for me. Um, I told myself, I'm not going to even look at the score this week because I know I'm going to score crazy. And naturally, I'm going to look at the, the person I'm playing this. The, I was supposed to be playing this week and see if I outscored them, right? And, and I'd be really pissed off if I did. So I was like, I'm not going to scoreboard watch. So but I did. So I looked last night after the games and I would have won this week. I've put up 180 this week. Um hey, so more victories. I would be more going victories. to the I would be going to the championship right now, dropping 180. Mm. And Bijan actually played well. And Mike Evans put up 27 and CD Lamb put up 25. And Lamar Jackson last night and Justin Fields. Like my team would have went crazy. We would have been walking into the championship, but Bijan, Bijan zero points. But for everyone out there that did make it this week and trusted Bijan this week after that horrible performance last week, shout out to you guys for sticking through. We did tell you that you should probably still start him, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's actually like bouncing back a bit. But I would then be scared next week in the championship for Bijan because you know whenever you get a good game from him, sometimes you get a bad game. So. Yeah, I get that. Coda, come here. You want to talk about Bijan? What are we doing here? Stop, stop at everyone. I mean, I want to answer some questions. People are saying, Felipe, to shut up. Obviously, it doesn't matter. This is – we're all upset about Bichon. I'm going to let the dog out for a second. So, you want to answer some comments? I'm answering, I'll, I'll answer the comments. I'll answer the comments. All right. So, Ryan CAV. Felipe, shut up. Liberal. Uh, so, do, do you want me to shut up about Bichon fucking my team? Or do you want me to shut up about – I don't know what you want me to shut up about. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Uh, Xavier said Gibbs over Bijan. I actually seen a lot of conversation about Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, who is the better play long term. So if you're playing in dynasty leagues where you know you're talking about the long term outcome for these guys, then I think it's actually a conversation because Jameer Gibbs looks insane. 
obviously how involved he is in the passing game is awesome. And just his utilization is great. I think with Bijan, though, I still have him valued as higher than Jameer Gibbs just because his success isn't predicated off talent. It's predicated off of his utilization from his coach. So when Arthur Smith leaves, we're going to get more Bijan utilization. Adam, you're back. I was I'm answering back. your question about Jameer Gibbs over Bijan, which I've actually seen a lot of conversation over like the past couple of weeks, um, especially you know coming off that bad Bijan performance mm -hmm. a week ago. Uh, I, what are your thoughts on that? Let's say not only uh, – let's a three-part question. This year, okay. like if you had both of those, like who's going to be – who's going to perform – I mean, there's only one week left, so uh, right. who, who do you trust more this week? But like let's say next season, uh, heading into new uh, redraft leagues, mm -hmm. who are you drafting first? And then long-term, if you're playing Dynasty, who do you like more long-term career-wise, Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson? So let's work backwards in that question career wise okay. uh who do i like in dynasty i think it's Bijan, right like because i think yeah. we just it, and that's not a knock against gibbs we no we absolutely not capable of doing but we also know that uh Bijan robinson's being held back by arthur smith right so arthur smith not arthur smith naturally gets fired so that goes into the second question it's said that arthur smith is on the hot seat right i think arthur blank is a head uh is an owner that does know what he's doing he's seen a super bowl team like he's taking wow jesus christ put your fucking arms away what are we doing here bro there's kids here um, are you gonna talk so about Bijan or what? Well, Bijan and seeing your arms that will go hand in hand with how it makes me mm. feel. But I think when we talk about Bijan and redrafts, naturally, I would take Bijan before Jameer Gibbs next year because David Montgomery and whatnot. Now, granted, if Montgomery's you know gone and they want to unleash Gibbs, that's a different story. So I think in those two, I'm taking Bijan long term. In terms of right now, if I'm going into championship weekend and I got to start one of them, I'm gonna start Jameer Gibbs. Like th there's just not a scenario where I want to play with my food enough to know that Bijan's either going to be, I don't want to say boomer bust, but like yesterday was, or I guess uh, Sunday was a real example of what volume can do without scoring. I'm pretty sure he didn't score a touchdown, but he had the volume. Like, yeah. I know I want to check on his exact carries, um, but he finally saw some volume. Bichon? And I think that's, yeah, Bijan. Yeah. Bijan had uh, 72 rushing yards, 50 yep. receiving yards and no touchdowns. Right. And uh, seven so receptions. So PPR, so PPR, like, you know, obviously helped him out a lot. And, and that's right. part of his, of, of why he's so good. So he only had 20, 12 carries, but like, he looks like the more explosive back. Right. So like when I, when I kind of go into one or the other, naturally, I want to start Jameer Gibbs over Bijan Robinson. You're probably starting both if you have them. But if I have to start one bench one, I'm starting Jameer Gibbs and I'm benching Bijan Robinson. It's Facts. just I, I'm not taking a chance. Also, it's going to be a shootout against the Lions, and we know how this Lions defense has performed against running backs in the last two weeks. So I think that's a big one. Obviously, everyone talking about you know how about them Cowboys in there. I mean, how about them Dolphins? Um, but I want to I want to talk about some other guys. Like uh, while people submit your questions, obviously this is like a start sit. What should we do championship weekend? There's not many people in the championship but jose hernandez said dallas goddard or isaiah likely in the championship round and i think that's like an interesting tight end you know because these are guys that are probably i don't think they they crack the the tight end one realm just as of right now because goddard, goddard goddard does. but i goddard think does. well i think he's on the low end spectrum like the, yeah. the, the very low end um i think naturally i probably go dallas goddard over likely in the championship just because it might have a safer floor but i think likely at this point might have a higher ceiling only because there's not as many mouths to feed. Um, what are your thoughts there? Uh, and it's what Goddard versus, versus Goddard versus Likely in the championship. I like Goddard more. I think there's just a safer floor 
overall. Uh, I got to see who they play next week, the Eagles. Uh, I think it's the Cardinals, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it might be. I, I like that. I like that. So I, I like Goddard more. Um, likely, obviously, has had good weeks, and he's been, you know, he he he's he's a big play guy. So like, he, he has the ability to get in the end zone and and get a lot of yards when he makes his catches. Whereas Goddard, I feel like is is more of like a reception merchant. So I'm looking at Goddard this past week, seven receptions, seventy one yards. That's kind of what you get from him. That's a good week from him. If he can get in the end zone, obviously, that's a huge week. Um, but I think just for the floor, we've seen this from Goddard year over year. Like I like he's not a game breaker, but right. he's the guy that is gonna give you what you want out of your tight end. Uh especially in this in this uh landscape where like outside of Kelsey, and I know that's changing now, but for the yeah. past few years, outside of Kelsey, like you don't know what you're really getting. Uh Goddard's always been consistent. So I would go Goddard over likely personally, just because it, I think it it's a safer floor. I don't, uh, again, I, I really don't hate it. Like for me, I think what's important to recognize is like what you're getting out of it. Right. So it, it, I think we've said this in the playoffs for a lot, you know, for these last like two to three weeks. And I think that's, it's important to, to stay true to it. Is that like, it depends what else your makeup is on your roster. So Dallas Goddard, who might give you the safer floor and you might have, hypothetically, you have a Tyreek or you have a Jameer Gibbs or other guys that can open up the ceiling. Then naturally I'm like, you know what? I don't want to play with it at all. But if it comes to, Gut feeling, who could have a better day? To me, it's Isaiah Likely. And it's because it's going. they're going against Miami at home. They obviously just put up a ton of points and honestly left a lot of points on the board. Like at the half, it was 16-12, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like three turnovers. They should have had a lot more points on the board. Yeah. So gut feeling is I'm going Isaiah Likely over Dallas Goddard because we've seen a larger sample size of what Goddard can do. And I just – I'm taking the, the yak ability of – Isaiah Likely, personally. Yakability. You just combine those words. Don't take out the space. Yakability. Yep. Um, yo, Pokemon96. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of far down in the comments, but Pokemon96 says, boys, I asked for Bride versus Hawk last week, so Trey McBride versus TJ Hawkinson last week, and lost mm. my championship spot by point one. And I'm looking at those two guys to see what they scored. Yep. I'm pretty sure we told him to start McBride, right? I McBride, think we did. McBride got 9.1. Hawkinson got 9.8. So, uh, dude, and I and Hawk went down. But I think we yeah. also said start both. So that's, that's – Yeah, we might, I think we did happened. say that. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. We we can't get them all right. That one, they both scored nine. It's just it's – a, it's a game of decimals right there. So that's Stupid. tough. Stupid. Stupid. Yo, logo um, logo started Amari Cooper. Shout out to you, bro. Mm. I think he asked us about Amari Cooper last week and yep, put him to start him or some shit. Let's let, we, let's That's talk it. about. I'm I'm down to talk about Amari Cooper because I feel like Amari Cooper is a guy that, like, I mean, uh, again, like we said it when Joe Flacco came in. This is probably the best case scenario for Amari Cooper. Like Amari Cooper was hovering around like this wide receiver two range, given just like what he was doing, even with Deshaun, right? Like he wasn't a game breaker, but he's always been someone that's going to produce. Now you put in Joe Flacco. I'm pretty sure Joe, um, Amari Cooper saw 14 targets. Like he's seen 36 targets in three weeks. Like it's one of those situations where I don't know if I necessarily want to ignore that heading into the championship. I have that dilemma in one yeah. of my leagues. So let's talk about Amari Cooper. Obviously Amari Cooper coming in at wide receiver 16 this week against the Jets Thursday night. Tough matchup, but obviously uh, Tyreek and Waddle were able to feast against the Jets. I don't believe any of the wide receivers, like uh, the Jets, like what did Terry McLaurin have, right, last week? I don't think it was that good. I don't think any wide receiver no. was able to really put up game-breaking numbers last yeah. week. So it's it's kind of hit or miss. 
Um, let's see, Terry McLaurin. Let's go down. Yeah, Terry McLaurin outside the top 30. Terry McLaurin was wide receiver. I just had it. I saw it. Whatever. He's far down. Terry McLaurin did not have a good day. Not many people have a good day against this Jets defense. But let's talk about Amari Cooper, right? Because Amari Cooper going up against a Jets defense, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. What are your thoughts in starting Amari Cooper in terms of gut feeling? Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I mean, it's tough because you you believe in Amari Cooper and what he can do. We always have. It's just that um, there are other guys. Man, my I, I gotta mute my Slack notifications, bro. These are going crazy right now. Uh, it's just that uh, there you probably have other guys that have done better in certain moments this year. Did you say Amari Cooper was wide receiver sixteen heading into last coming week? into the. Coming into this week, why he's he's ranked at wide receiver sixteen. That's not on production. That I'm just saying based off uh, of like rankings where he oh rankings. So I'd like to yeah. see where he is overall. He's wide receiver twelve on the year. Okay, so that's good. So I mean, at this point, like, I mean, obviously that fifty-one point performance really helped him. I'm I'm probably starting him. Look, like if, yeah. if he's, I know he's playing the Jets defense, and it is a good defense. But we saw the Dolphins play well against them. Like we've seen teams exploit that defense we saw the Cowboys do it as well so I, I look the Browns offense I mean you're talking about Joe Flacco and he's been playing well I think that him and Amari could probably get it going against the Jets the only reason I'm not too worried is because we know what Amari is like Amari is one of the most talented receivers in the league it was just yeah. a matter of him getting on the same page with his quarterback because even early in the year like Deshaun had to get warm he wasn't mm -hmm. looking like prime Deshaun and then he went. We went through all those quarterback changes, and now it looks like Flacco has a, has a stronghold on that quarterback position for this year, for the rest of this year, for the Browns. And mm -hmm. you're seeing the production from Amari. So, I mean, I'm starting Amari going into next week. Uh, the, well, the let me speak for themselves. Let me provide you with the scenario then, because obviously I'm in the championship. It's the ten thousand dollar league, and I have this. I had this dilemma last week, and this is kind of my five man rotation currently. So I have three running backs that I, I have. It's Mostert, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. And my two flexes, because it's a two-flex league, are Amari Cooper and Puka. My other wide receivers are CeeDee Lamb and, and Amon Ra. So last week, I did Puka and I did Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones had 127 yards on the ground and looked really good. And I started Jonathan Taylor and Raheem Mostert. So if you're in that scenario where you got to pick two running backs of Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert, and, John, um, and Aaron Jones, and then you got from that other pool Amari Cooper and Puka Nakua, what's your gut feeling? Because – Going into the championship, there's a part of me that wants to, here's a crazy one, even take out potentially Mostert, rock Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones because a good matchup, Aaron Jones against Vegas, I believe, or, or Minnesota, I think it is. And then, you know, go with Amari Cooper and Puka. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I I I think Aaron Jones, for me, my, my gut instinct is he's been inconsistent this year, and I know he's had some good totally. games, but he's been inconsistent. And... I don't know what he would – what is he on the season? Uh, can, you, can you find well, that? On the Aaron season, Jones? it's tough because he, he's missed so much he's time. He's games, right? right? Okay, like, but, like, maybe, like, per game. Uh, let's take on the – let's take – let's say since week 14, which I think is, is when he's been able to come back. Yeah. Um, no, it's really been, like, two weeks. It's 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 really hard to be able to pull this. I yeah, think – Week 15. If anything – RB 18 since week – over the last two okay. weeks. I think – And hasn't scored a touchdown either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think because of the inconsistency, like I'm probably shying away from Jones. So I I think you said Mostert and Jonathan Taylor, right? Your backs mm -hmm. start mm -hmm. those guys. Um, and then at 
receiver, you already you said you have CD and, and Amon Ra locked in. So then you're in between Amari Cooper and Puka Nakua. I think the floor still goes to Puka for sure. And look, Puka still had a great week this well, week. Well, no, it's a two-flex. It's a two-flex league. So I'm starting both of them, if anything, and benching Aaron Jones. One's got to oh, be Oh, then that's what I'm doing. Yep. Then yep. that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm I'm benching Aaron Jones, and I'm starting Puka and Amari. Man, I didn't realize Puka had a 33-point week this week, man. Dude, Puka, and again, you – 164 yards, 164 yards, a touchdown, nine crazy. receptions. I mean, what, what Puka was able to do, I mean, he also scored early on, but he's, he's, you know what he's reminding me of? This is going to be a crazy take. But I feel like when you think of Debo Samuel in the NFL, you think of exactly what happened last night, which was Debo catches it, right, like in the flat. And I think, or it was like a little bubble screen or whatever it was. And Marlon Humphrey bounced off of him. Such yeah. a physical specimen. Just bounced off and Debo got another seven yards or something like that. Yeah. Now, granted, Pukunuku is not Debo Samuel after the catch. But no. because of how physical he is, that's the feeling I get when Puka's mm-hmm. in this game where he could just like, there was one specific play where he ran like a drag route. And he just, it, it wasn't like this, whoever was covering him should have made this tackle easily. And he just ripped him off of him, right? So like yeah. Puka's floor, his physicality, there's no way I'm taking him out of my lineup. And I was talking to Jordan Van Eck, who's, you know, a friend of the pod who we've had a, a lot of, you know, a lot of times. And he actually said, you know, like probably start Amari and start uh, Puka Nakua. Like these are guys you don't want to take out of your lineup. So I, yeah. I'm with you. I think I probably would go there as well. The Moster thing scares me just a tad because he had, you know, it was against the Cowboys and they, they weren't that good on the ground, but it was one of those games. And obviously going against the Ravens defense is a lot tougher. But we'll have to figure that out. That's um, true. I, I understand the, the the matchup thing, and, and for the for the championship game now, it's like you got to make these bold decisions. You got to mm-hmm. you got to trust your bowls, bro. And if maybe AJ Dillon's out, we might have to do it though. If AJ Dillon's out again, Aaron Jones, it, it's hard to ignore when you're RB. You know, oh, actually, AJ Dillon did play. Excuse me. So I don't think it matters at all. Actually, yeah, so I, I hear you on the most. Er- concern that's something that like yeah i would be maybe aaron jones for uh in in, a, in place of moster but i love i love starting in your case i love starting puka and and, and amari, amari cooper yeah let's talk about i just saw a comment uh that i definitely want to talk about it was uh jay underscore majano was asking can you talk about tony pollard after and i think yeah. tony pollard definitely deserves some time to talk about him i mean tony what do you make of tony pollard heading into championship weekend i think yep. he's I, I might even trust him less than Bijan. Yeah. Just given he had that easy touchdown and he got ripped down. Like I saw a tweet on, uh, um, I think it was Sunday morning or no, it was yesterday morning. And someone said like when he, it was a screenshot and it was Tony Pollard had that wide open lane. He got ripped down by Deshaun Elliott. It said, this is the moment I knew Tony Pollard is not an RB1. Because yeah. an RB1, a true RB1 is running him over. Yeah. Like if that's Zeke, you know he's running him over and he's not getting stopped. So what do you make of Tony Pollard going into championship weekend? Yeah. Uh, that play aside, uh, look, Pollard's not a power back. And I'm not saying he had to be to break through that tackle. Uh, a starting running back getting a goal line carry should break through that tackle. Uh, but, hey, let's give the defender some credit there. Shout out the Dolphins. Thank you. But Pollard, in terms of just what we can get from him and what we can expect, and obviously, like, this game has been dis- was disappointing. The week before was disappointing, but neither game was within the game script that the Cowboys play well within. You know, they play well from when they're playing ahead. And right. with the Dolphins, like obviously the early turnover, um, the, the game just didn't go in, in in the Cowboys' favor. And that in turn didn't go in Tony Pollard's favor. Mm-hmm. This isn't what we've seen all year, though. 
uh, what we've seen all year is that the Cowboys put on put a bunch of points up, and they score and they run it up, and and Pollard gets really efficient touches. And I think that's what's going to happen this upcoming week. They're playing the Lions. The Lions' defense can't stop a nosebleed. Their defense is really bad. And regardless if if the Cowboys can't stop Detroit, let's say let's say it's a high scoring game, then Pollard's going to be a benefactor of that uh, of those touches and of just Dak spreading the ball around in the receiving game and rushing as well. So yes, Pollard a touchdown for him would have salvaged them. Still wouldn't have made him great in this past game. But yeah. I really think it was more of a game script thing. It was the same thing against Buffalo. You're playing from behind. You're at, at, at later. You're like forced to pass the ball, and mm. Pollard's not not benefiting from that. So like it's frustrating. But I think I would just rely on what we've seen for the most part this year. Outside of these past couple of weeks, when analyzing Pollard, I would still start him in the championship game. It's a very appealing matchup against Detroit. And so that's kind of where I lean there. It sucks, but that's where I would go. Yeah, over the last three weeks, he's been RB28. I mean, I, I agree with you, right? Like, the, how many better options do you actually have? And we've said this the last couple of weeks. In the playoffs, let's not get too cute. Let's not overthink things. Yeah. There's a reason you've gotten here. And if you've been able to get to the championship with Tony Pollard playing as inconsistent as he has, you're going to start him in the championship. And I Tony. agree, Detroit might be a better matchup. Again, is it at home or is it in Detroit? I think it's at home, right? That does make a difference. Uh, it's in Dallas, yeah. Okay, so we know that that team is a lot better at home. Again, I don't think you're benching him, so let's just stay stick with that. Um, here's a good one. Isaac asked, start to Amari Cooper, Mostert, uh, James Cook, and Brees Hall. That's a, that's a great question. Amari Cooper, Mostert, James Cook, Brees Hall. Well, Brees Hall, man, wow, what a week he just had. Uh, I think I mean, 49, he was 43? 43. Yep. He was RB1, bro. Was oh yes, you're right. It was uh total number two on the on the week. Got you. Yo, yeah. RB one 95 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, 96 receiving yards. I mean, Brees yeah. Hall at this point, man, is uh, I'm excited for him for the future because I mean he, we already knew he's one of the most talented backs, but now that production is really starting to show as he's fully healthy. So that's that's dope. Uh but Brees, so okay, so can we can you, are you concerned I, against the Browns defense? No, though? no. Because he he's gonna get his touches again, ninety six receiving yards, twelve receptions. He could have a horrible rushing day if he's if he's seeing sixteen targets in a receiving game, bro. He's gonna make he's gonna get his. I, I'm starting Brees regardless. Well, so what what are those? The it was Amari Cooper, Raheem yep. Mostert, James Cook, or Brees Hall. Or are we starting? How many are we start starting? Two. You gotta start, start two. two. I'm starting Brees, and I'm starting Amari. Oh. Mm -mm. It's either Mostert or Amari, I think. Well, who, because who, who are the Bills playing? Who are the Bills playing? The Bills play the Patriots. Ah, see, I don't like the matchup for Amari, Mostert, or or G Cook. So right. at that point, at that point, I'm probably going Mostert because I think he can probably get in the end zone at least once. He can get yep. in there once and and add fifty yards to that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Like Chris McCaffrey just had, I think, I think he had a hundred plus total yards against that Ravens defense. Obviously, the Ravens were a lot better in terms of defending the pass. It felt like than the run, but yeah, I I get the Brees Hall thing. The James Cook, I don't think I want to start. I know he had a great week two weeks ago. He had a bad week against history. Dallas, but he didn't have a great week against you know LA. That's the week where I want to see you keep popping off. I want to see you keep, keep committing to the run. I'm not playing with my food on that one. Now it comes to Amari Cooper, Brees Hall, and Raheem Mostert. 
when it comes to Raheem Mostert, I think like, again, another guy that's gotten you there, right? Let's clarify that a guy that's gotten you there to the championship. I don't think it's enough to bench him just yet. So then you're, you're between Amari Cooper and Brees Hall. And out of those two, I think I might go Brees just be, especially if it is full PPR, because you said he saw 16 targets. 16 targets. He had 12 receptions on 16 targets, 96 receiving yards. Like we just need him to break open one. I don't trust the Jets offense, which scares the shit out of me. But if you want to shoot for the stars, it's a Brees Hall, Raheem Mostert, and keep Amari Cooper on your bench because you don't want to overreact too much to Amari Cooper going off for 50. Um, I think that's inflating it a little bit. But it's you got good you got good options, right? Um, let's let's go down. Uh, start three: Brees Hall, Etn, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, and James Cook. Well, I don't think Jamar Chase plays, so let's eliminate that. So let's start three: Lipe. Uh, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, Jonathan Taylor, and James Cook. Uh, Brees Hall, Travis. I'm trying to find that one so I can follow it, but I can't. So, okay, so Brees Hall, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, and mm-hmm. and who? And James Cook. Okay, start Brees. Start Jonathan. We're starting two? We got to start three. And, okay, start Brees, Jonathan, and who was the third guy? Uh, Etienne. Etienne. There you go. That's what I'm doing. It's probably what I'm doing as well. Um, ETN scares the fuck out of me. I'll be honest. Like, ETN has not played well at all. That Jags offense is looks awful. Like, they are regressing. So, and, and I think Trevor went out again. So, I think you're still going to start those three. But it, it's definitely, there's there's cause for concern. Um, the Patriots defense is is damn good. And frankly, I think the Pates, uh, the Pates, the Pates can upset the Pates. them. So, the Pates. Um, let's do another one. Uh, start two, DeAndre Hopkins, George Pickens, David Montgomery, and Zeke. Zeke, man, that guy, what a fucking day for Zeke. Yeah, he's had a good past couple of weeks. He's getting the volume. He's getting the volume mm-hmm. and, and also involved in the receiving game, which he's always been a good receiving back. Uh, he just lost some explosiveness, but to see that he's getting involved there, it's not too efficient. Nine receptions, 33 yards, but he did get a touchdown through the air. So like we're talking full PPR. We're we're just talking receptions there. That's another nine points. No, it's, it's huge, right? It's huge. And I think that's what that's what you're excited about if you're a Zeke, if you're a Zeke manager. And going forward, uh, I want to see who they play. We just kind of mentioned it. The Patriots play the Patriots play the Bills. The Bills. So uh yeah, I mean, I'm not too scared of that defense. Um yeah, I, well, I, I, like, I, well, the defense played well. They played well, but played better. Yeah, they've played no, they've played better, but it's not like I'm a running back going against the Jets. I, like I, I'll be totally. more afraid of that. But um, yeah, I think it, I, I'm happy with what I'm seeing from Zeke. Probably starring Zeke at this point if I have him. Uh, but yeah, w- was that a start sit question or like? What, yeah, what? start two. Uh, Zeke, David Montgomery, George Pickens, and D Hop. I, I think I'm, I'm starting not starting Pickens. Here. I'm not starting Pickens. Yeah, me neither. I don't I'm, think I'm starting D Hop either. Yeah, they both had good weeks. Well, Pickens had a great week this past week, but I like looking at the season at this point. The luxury you have of being in the championship week is that you have a whole season's worth uh, of of data, bro. And like a guy popped off this past week. Awesome. How often did he pop pop during the season? Not often. All right, cool. Like I would go with somebody who I can trust more. And Pickens is that guy. Like a great week this past week, awesome. But is he gonna do it again? I don't know. I would go with the backs in that situation. I like Zeke and I like uh, Monty. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Monty. Yeah, I think, I think I'm doing the same thing. I'm not trusting D Hop. George Pickens does not deserve to be in the lineup again. Let's let's. We're, this is the championship. Let's not play with it too much and overthink it. Zeke's volume alone has gotten you. Um, has at least gotten you through the playoffs if you've been starting him. Absolutely. And when it comes to D Hop, I'm not trusting that offense. 
it's also like let's backtrack when you're in the playoffs like i want teams i want players on better offenses right like i just don't want to start someone on like the absolute worst team that's why like yes i get saquon was good but i don't i'm nervous can you relax with your fucking biceps i'm oh, nervous man, starting crazy. saquon you know what i'm saying so i yeah. want i want players hey, on good teams monty yeah. though i know he's been talking about gibbs doing his thing but you know monty been doing his thing too man gibbs even on a good week like there's a situation where you, both backs like you're starting them because gibbs went off this week 24 points great to see 80 rushing yards all that right 20 receiving yards great mm -hmm. but monty at the same time also uh 14.9 fantasy points he got involved in the receiving game as well with a couple of receptions 55 rushing yards so like this is a backfield where both backs are startable. Both backs are highly efficient. And you're playing a Cowboys defense who got gassed by the Dolphins, who got gassed by Buffalo. Like, this trend is going to continue, bro. The Cowboys rush defense it hasn't been good all year. It's why they just spent the first-round pick on, on, on a defensive tackle, and it hasn't been good. But they tried to address it. Obviously, it hasn't been addressed. And so I, that, that Lions, the Lions run game, if I have either of those guys, they're must-starts for me this upcoming week. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I got some, I, I want to go into two specific types of questions. You know, we're going to begin wrapping up. As a reminder, we do a start sit on Thursday. Um, and I think we'll focus on because Thursday will be our last start sit of the season, which is crazy. I think we'll go more in depth into answering start sit questions. And I want to break down kind of thoughts in recapping as we begin to recap this, um, you know, week 16 recap um, episode. So as a reminder, like I said, 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, if you do have more start sick questions and we don't get to your questions, or you can follow either one of us on Twitter um, or X, whatever you're calling it these days, the Felipe Fontes for Felipe down below, TGD tabs for myself. You could uh, message us or tweet at us your questions, and we'll definitely answer it there. We're both on Twitter all day. Let's talk about two guys before we begin to sign off. Uh, Crippler says, I'm nervous about Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on Travis Kelsey? Did you see the tweet that said, uh, or there was a picture of Travis Kelsey having a hickey and it said Taylor sucked the life or the talent out of him or something. Cause yeah. that's how, that's how I feel. That's genuinely how I feel. Yeah. What are you making of Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I did see that. I don't know if that was a hickey though. It could have been a hickey. Uh, but for the also, sake of the like, argument, let's, let's say if you ever, if you ever play, if you ever play ball for real, for real, like that, that's an easy, like little pinch right there with, with the helmet, with the shoulder pads and you get a little mark. So I, I don't know if that was a hickey, but let's say it was a hickey. Um, he still got 9.4 fantasy points, which is horrible for Travis Kelsey. But over like the past couple of years, like if you get 9.4 for your tight end, like you're okay with that. And so mm -hmm. I understand the concern with Travis Kelsey. As you said this past week, and as we and I, I echoed, I'm still rocking with Travis Kelsey, bro. Like, unless you have Trey McBride or another guy who is guaranteed to have a similar floor, but might have a the ceiling is going to be up there as well. Then mm. I'm rocking with that guy, but you're probably not in that situation. Even if even if you're in that situation where you have a McBride and you still have a Kelsey, I'm probably rolling with both of them because like Kelsey's still that guy, bro. Kelsey's still the most talented tight end in the league. One of them. You're playing Cincinnati this upcoming week. Um, he's projected to be the tight end one still as far as ESPN is projecting, and so. Uh, I, I'm still going to lean on that. I'm still leaning on Kelsey. Is he giving you what you expected when you drafted him? No, he's not giving you the value you drafted him at, but you already drafted him. And so if you're in the championship, you're going to roll with your guy. I, I don't think you should overthink it. I think that's my whole thing. Travis is going to be that guy. I agree. I mean, I, again, like 
we keep saying this. We've said this whole episode. Don't get too cute. This is the championship. Travis Kelsey, he, you've gotten to the championship without him performing. I think at some point, positive regression is going to come. This is not the Chiefs team, even though they're bad. This is not the Chiefs team that I think is the team that will actually be the team in the playoffs. I do believe they're going to like figure some things out offensively. Um, Travis Kelsey does look like he lost a little bit of a step, I will say. Now, whether that's because of Taylor or not, doesn't fucking matter. I'm You're still starting team. Travis Kelsey. Like Felipe, you said, and I think it was the best point, is like it's not what you expect from Travis Kelsey, but if you get nine points from a tight end in fantasy, that's like that's been amazing over the last couple of years. So exactly. you're starting Travis Kelsey at all costs. One last question before we get to sign off and push to uh, 1030 a.m. on Thursday is uh, RD2018 says, what to do with Stefan Diggs in championship weekend? Do you want to know where Stefan Diggs comes in since week 10? Where? I was just looking it up. He's wide receiver 51. Nah. Oh, wide man. receiver 51. And frankly, I feel like I can go even further back since maybe week eight. Stefan Diggs. Let's let's find him, Damn, find bro. him right now. Like that. Oh, Stefan no. Diggs comes in. Oh, Lord, have mercy. No way. He's all the way down here. There's, there's no way. There's, there's got to be a typo. OK, wide receiver 36 since week eight. Still off. That's insane, bro. I'm looking at his his recent performances. 7.9, 8.8, 6.4, 19.4, 6.7, 6.4, and then before that, which was week nine, like he had a good streak. But yeah, since oh my god, since week ten, he hasn't crossed. He's crossed ten points once, mm-hmm. and that don't make sense because he's so talented. He's also going against a Patriots defense, who's a great defense. We know this. They suck overall, but great defense, and that doesn't make me any more confident about Diggs this week. Hey, man. I never, I never would have said this. I never would have thought I would say this before the season or at most points throughout the season, even far back two weeks ago. If I have, I, I'm benching Stefan Diggs. If I have a a guy who's been performing better than him this past couple of weeks, so like, for example, Amari Cooper, I'm starting him over Diggs. I'm starting. There's got to be other guys like Puka and Cooper. Cooper Cup. I'm both starting over. Yeah, exactly. We, we got the same mindset now. Both Puka and Cooper, I'm starting over Diggs. Like, yeah, it, it's just worrisome. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Let's start there. I just don't know. And I said it last. I just said it with Pollard. I've said it with Kelsey. If you got to the championship with the way Stefan Diggs is playing, I'm not taking Stefan Diggs out of my lineup. This is week 17 against New England. If this team has any true aspirations of being a Super Bowl team, they need Stefan Diggs to be Stefan Diggs. The fact that he hasn't crossed 10 PPR points since only once since week 10, now your dog's going crazy. I'm telling you, you got to start Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Like, Stefan Diggs is someone, he's right there at wide receiver 15 coming in on the week, and Amari's wide receiver 16. I get the notion of you're starting Amari if you want to start Amari over Stefan Diggs, but just pure talent alone, I'm going to start Stefan. Like, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm just, I'm not going to overthink it. If Stefan gives me nine and I lose on it, I mean, like, I'm going out with the team that I drafted. You drafted Diggs either in the first or early second. You're probably not benching him. Uh, it's tough. If you got one more week, strap in. It's going to be crazy. But I think you got to start him still. I, I do I do believe that. I, I feel you. Look, I'm not mad either way. I just got a dog in the apartment, which is pretty lit. Um, So we should end it on that note. But – uh, if you have digs, I'm sorry for that you're in, in that predicament, but I think what, what Adam, what you said right there is very, very smart, very clear thought. I like that. Because if you made it to the championship with digs still underperforming, then you have a very capable team. 
And the thing with the, with Diggs is he has a very high ceiling. It could be this week. It could be this week that he goes that he goes off. So I respect that. You got one last week, but I think that this is a good time to wrap up. Obviously, tomorrow our cafeteria, our recaps episode, we weren't able to film yesterday because it was Christmas. Um, but make sure to tune into that. I know Jack is not going to be here, but we are certainly going to rip through Brock Purdy, talk about Lamar, talk about the Dolphins, the Cowboys. I mean, look, we got a few more weeks. There's two more weeks of the NFL season, so you won't want to miss that. That drops at 4 a.m tomorrow so make sure to tune into that and then thursday if you have more start sick questions make sure to tune into that all right we did a little bit more of a recaps episode and trying to break down some of these bigger players but on thursday we will just rip through start sits and help you set your lineup for championship weekend so make sure to tune into that 10 30 a.m on thursday and come back let's try and get a chip all right let's try let's get it get man let's chip. go get that dove let's go get it let's hey, go get the money too lipe you want uh you want to give us some words of wisdom before we sign off today oh let's go get the championship man i said it three weeks ago you got to win this week to win the next week and then win a championship. And if you made it this far, you've been listening. You've been paying attention to us. There's been a lot of people in the comments. I've been thanking us. First year playing fantasy or it's your 10th year playing fantasy and we've helped you get this far. Hey, now's the time you go win it all. Go win that Go win that championship. Go win the money. You have bragging rights all year until next season. Mm. Let's go do it, mm. man. Let's go do it. Hey, go be great. We'll see you Thursday, 10, 30 a.m. live. Start six. Peace. Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.